0: thin on it, but hey, one man in God is a majority, so do not be uh, afraid. God is with you, and uh, because He is, New Zealand is going to be a blessed nation, is a blessed nation, hey? Eh? Praise God. It's great to be here this morning with the saints. I just love Sunday mornings. Praise God. And I was thinking uh, this morning of uh, what it says in Isaiah. Isaiah the prophet, hundreds of years before Jesus came. And God speaking through the prophet Isaiah, and He says, Behold my servant, who I uphold, my elect one. And God God through through, uh, the prophet Isaiah is pointing Christ out, my elect one in whom my soul delights. Then you come to, that's in Isaiah 42, you come to chapter 53. And then you read something that confused me when I was younger. It says, yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. And it's prophesying of his suffering on the cross. It pleased God to bruise him. He has put him to grief. When you shall make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. Remember, he's bringing many sons into glory. He shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days. He lives by the power of an endless life, our Lord does. And the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hands. Say "prosper." prosper. Prosper. That's right. It's a good word, prosper. Jesus, the prosperer. We've been doing the jaywalk this month. We've had Jesus a person. We've had Jesus a prayer. And today we're speaking about Jesus the prosperer. And the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hands. And you come over to the resurrection day, and the disciples are all downcast, and there's two going on the way to Emmaus, and Jesus draws near, and they didn't know it was Jesus. And Jesus said to them, because they were talking about him dying and that, and he and uh, been taken from them, and Jesus says, Ought not the Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? You know, Jesus, when he went to the cross, he looked ahead. He looked beyond the cross, and even when he prayed in John 17, before he went to the cross, on that night he was betrayed, the the, the prayer, the Lord's Prayer, the real Lord's Prayer, the whole chapter, the 26 verses of John 17 he said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son, that your son may also glorify you. And praise God, we have been raised up with Christ. Remember, we read, spoke of His Isaiah, he shall see his seed. You're that seed in Christ. He shall see his seed. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. The pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. God takes pleasure in blessing you today, my brother, my sister. God takes pleasure in prospering you today, my brother and sister. You know, there's no such thing as a prosperity gospel. You know that? There's only the gospel of the grace of God, the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, how that Christ died for our sins. He was buried. He rose again. He was received up in glory. Praise God. God has highly exalted him. He's given him a name above every name. When it comes to walking in the path of blessing, I want to tell you today, my brother and sister, we live our future every day, one step at a time. We're talking about the jaywalk and how you live today. is not only going to affect your future, but it's going to affect the future of your family of your children, of your children's children as well. Every step you take is a part of a journey through life. And, and, and when you go on a journey, there is a destination at the end. And every step is so important. God wants to prosper you. Proverbs, on the other hand, speaks about those who don't prosper. And it says there in chapter 28 and verse 13, it says, He who covers his sins... Or his selfishness, when life's all about self and you just cover it up. He that covers his sins will not prosper, but whosoever confesses and forsakes them will have mercy. You see, the law of God that he sent in the Old Testament was all, all about looking at oneself. But the new covenant is all about looking at our Lord Jesus Christ. What, what a difference between the law, looking at the law and you see your lack. The new covenant's all about looking to Christ and seeing his glory. Even though the law is holy and just and good, it cannot make us holy and just and good. Did you know that? Even though the law is holy and just and good, it has no power to make us holy and just and good. You see, knowing that we are completely forgiven by God destroys the power of sin in our lives. That's why the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ is such good news. That's why it's good news, because it directs us to a man who never failed, who always succeeded. And the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. And that's why we sing so much and speak so much uh, about our Lord Jesus Christ here. We get so excited here and excite about Jesus the King of kings and Lord of lords. And I know there's an excitement in the gathering this morning as we sing the praises of heaven. Praise God. That's because it's not about us. It's about him. And there's no disappointment in Jesus. Behold my servant. Even even Jehovah God could say, Behold my servant, who I uphold, my elect one, in whom my soul delights. If God delights in him, that blessed man of Calvary, isn't it only right that you and I should delight in our Lord Jesus Christ? The jaywalk. Now we see Jesus when he was here on earth. And uh, just uh, changing the subject slightly, we we see how Jesus approached things in life. I I, I love to uh, look at the way Jesus moved among people, spoke to people. He was never afraid to address the issues in people's lives. See, if we're going to be growing in the grace of our God and walking the walk with our Lord Jesus Christ hand in hand, no doubt there's gonna be times when there's gonna be some things addressed in your life and my life. There was a man that came running to the Lord Jesus Christ and he kneeled down and, and he says, Good master. What must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus turns around and says to him, and if it wasn't Jesus, we'd probably complain about the response. He says, Why are you calling me good? Disciples could say, Well, what are you doing, Lord? Don't you see this guy is generous? Genuine, sorry, not generous, <laughs> genuine. He's kneeling down, he's come running, he's enthusiastic. But Jesus says, No, no, there's an issue here. This guy said to me, Good master. And this man is thinking that, I want to put my finger on what the problem is here. This guy thinking that somehow, somehow he is good. So he says to him, addressing his issue, why do you call me good? That's the first thing Jesus said. You would have said, mate, you're going to turn the congregation away if you start talking like that to you. The congregation, when they come running up and, and they come to you, if we did that, be, if I did that, I'd be in trouble, wouldn't I? <laughs> but... Don't be afraid when God wants to address something in your life because blessing will ultimately flow out of it if we listen to the Lord and we allow, uh, keep an open heart. And it's part of reaching our full potential is to take adjustment in life. I've had to take adjustment even from my children. I've allowed my children to speak into my life, and especially my wife, and which she's not forward uh, backward in doing. <laughs> no. But the Lord knows I need it. Praise God. So uh, I have brought up authoritarian where you wouldn't question your father's authority, but I've allowed my children to speak into my life because I know there's a blessing in it. We've got, to hear, we've got to hear what others say too. So there's four things I want to speak about today. Jesus the prosperer. There's four things. The first thing is God wants to prosper your spirit. He wants to prosper your spirit. We read in Ephesians chapter 2, You has He made alive who were dead in trespasses and in sins. He's made us alive. You know, when we receive the Lord Jesus Christ, His Spirit comes and dwells in our spirit. See, because of the fall, man was spiritually dead. Dead in trespasses and in sins. But when we receive Jesus as Lord and we recognize that Christ died for our sins, and He died for me, and we receive Him as Lord and Savior of our lives, suddenly something happens within. We're born of a spirit. We're born of the Word of God. We hear the gospel message, and we're made alive. Our spirit comes to life because God's spirit comes and dwells within us. Praise God. And the Bible says we are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise until the day of redemption when Jesus comes back in all His glory to receive his purchased possession to himself, the church, his bride, sealed. So God wants to prosper our spirit. If you've never received Jesus as Lord of your life, you've never been born again this morning, I want to tell you this morning to really come alive is to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your your life, to turn from your own selfish life and hand it over to the Lord and receive the life, eternal life that he has for us, in Christ, and I encourage you to do that. So, He wants to prosper us, He wants us to be born again. And Jeremiah 29 11, that well known uh, verse says, For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. He wants to prosper your spirit. I think everyone who is alive here this morning who's received Jesus as Lord who can sing freely the praises of heaven, this morning are alive in Christ because their spirit has been made alive. You has he quickened. He's made alive. That word quickened in the old translation means made alive, raised us up together with Christ, seated us in heavenly places in Christ. The second thing is he wants to prosper your soul. Your soul is made up, your mind, your will, your emotions. He wants to prosper Your soul. You know, we speak out. We've already had that this morning, the power of the tongue, the things that we speak out. Jackie was bringing that to us. We speak out our future every day. And it's important that we believe right and that we speak right. Some people are going through hard times because of what they're speaking out over their lives, because what they're believing. Some people are perhaps poverty believers, and they're experiencing poverty in areas of their life or their family. I'm not talking about money here, just p- spiritual poverty. But God wants us to be a believers in what He has for us. He wants to prosper our souls. He wants you to believe that God is for you. He wants the best for you. He wants to give you a hope and a future. He doesn't want to harm you. Then you get Romans 8 that says, if God before us, once we start to be recipients of His goodness and grace, and we experience revival in our souls, and we're walking with the Lord daily, it says, if God is for us, who can be against us? Who can be against us? God wants to be prospering your soul. Is your soul saved? Yeah. You know, a person can be saved out of Egypt. Remember the whole picture of the children of Israel coming out of Egypt, but yet in their souls they can be, and Egypt is a picture of the world, in their souls, their mind, their will, their emotions, they can be hankering after the things of the world. And that's what happened with the children of Israel. They were rebellious. They were looking back. They forgot the bondage that they were in. And they thought, well, we would rather have the leeks and the garlics and the things, onions of Egypt instead of this manna from heaven and so they at one stage they were loathing the the manna from heaven and they're looking back where are you in your soul is Jesus your joy and delight or are you still trying are you still tied up with yourself and still trying to live a good Christian life yeah see Christianity is not about self the law is about self But the gospel of the grace of God is all about another man. It's about our Lord Jesus Christ, our King, our Lord, the joy and delight of our heart. Prosperity is a gift from God. Prosperity is Jesus himself. Prosperity, our prosperity, our future is tied up in that man. So you've either got him and you're prospering, or you've got yourself and you're barren. Spiritually, and you're struggling in life, but the Bible tells us we're more than conquerors. Thanks be unto God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ, and we're more than conquerors through Him who loved us. Praise God. Are you a conqueror here this morning? Yeah? Is there any conquerors here? Now, I've heard that when you hold a cat, and I don't suggest that anyone do this, we love animals. When you hold a cat upside down and you drop it, and apparently, I wouldn't try it, but I've heard that it always, when it falls down, lands on its feet. You ever, no, I'm not going to ask you, have you ever, but I'm just saying I've heard that. Just a thought. And it's, it's amazing. Did you know that you and I, when we abide in Christ, no matter what we do, will be like the Lord Jesus Christ that you read about in Psalm 1. Whatsoever He does will prosper. We will always land on our feet. Because God is for us. And if God is for us, He can be against us. So even though if we're going through a stormy patch in life, and we're going through trials in life, that's good. Because God, if we walk hand in hand with Him, He is strengthening us, He's growing us, He's giving us experience of His faithfulness, of His goodness, And we land on our feet. That's a blessed thing, my brother and sister. God is so wanting to prosper you in all areas of life. Prosper your spirit. Prosper your soul. But he also wants to, thirdly, prosper your body. He wants you to be in health. He wants you to prosper in health. Do you know, I was looking up about prospering in the Bible. Where's the clock? Oh, hey, we've got another three-quarters of an hour. That's good. I was looking up at pros- prospering in the Bible. And do you know what? When I went when I looked in, well, I did a search on my phone. Amazing things. And uh, I found all these words through the Old Testament. Many times the word prosper, heaps of them. Then I came to the New Testament, and guess how many I found? Is there two? Depends what translation you got. I found one. There is one. It's in... Uh, Third John, the epistle of John chapter, uh, well, Third John, and verse 2. There's only one chapter there. And verse 2, it says, and it's John speaking about Gaius, this guy Gaius. He says, one of his brothers, this is the apostle John, and he says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper. Say prosper. prosper. That's right. It's a good word. Prosper and prosperity. It's a good word. Uh, uh, He says, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. So prosperity starts with our spirit, being born again. And then walking daily with the Lord and enjoying His daily salvation, His keeping power, His ability to lead and guide us by His Spirit and through His Word. And then it flows out even through our body. You see, we're made up of spirit, soul, and then body. And so John here is praying, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health even as your soul prospers. And I got to thinking, this is the only place in the New Testament that I read this word, prosper. So I was thinking to myself, is there a key here? Is there a key for our health here? And this is just between me and the Lord, we're, we're talking and uh, I, just, I just felt that God was saying, yes, there is. You will enjoy better health if your soul is prospering. You see, you might be saved, but is your soul saved? Are you walking daily by the Savior's side? Are you abiding in Christ day by day, walking by faith? Or are you trying? are you trying it on your own? God wants you to prosper in your body, prospering in your body. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things, in all things, not just health. But he adds it and he says, and be in health even as your soul prospers. You know, it says in Isaiah 53 and uh, verse 5, it says, by his stripes, or with his stripes, we are healed. Healed. His body received the stripes so that you and I might be healed and enjoy that healing. His soul was made an offering for sin, we read in Isaiah, I quoted that. And because of that, he endured things in his soul, our Lord Jesus Christ, so that we might enjoy the life of God in us and experience walking and living and breathing that eternal life, which is his, that he gave for us. So prosper in your body. Look to the Lord. God wants you to be in health. I can assure you that. He wants you to be in health. He wants your spirit to prosper. He wants you to be born again. He wants your soul to prosper. He wants you to abide in Him. He wants your body to prosper. And thirdly, He wants to prosper your field. Now, your field could be uh, anything. It could be your family. It could be your workplace. It could be your veggie garden. It could be you going fishing. Someone just told me this morning they were out fishing. Just yesterday or the day before. And they prayed Jesus. This is someone that's only been saved this year. And they prayed that Jesus would would, um, bring along the fish and help them in the fishing. And they had the best day they've ever had. They took home the fish and God prospered them. Remember when they went fishing and Jesus said, Cast your nets on the other side of the boat. God wants to prosper you in your field. Whatever you put your hand to, He wants to prosper you in your family. Whatever it is, it's like Psalm 1 whatsoever He does will prosper. When we're abiding in Christ, when we're trusting in Him, when we're walking with Him, when we're doing the jaywalk, when we know who we are in Christ and what God has given us and the blessings or spiritual blessings that are ours in heavenly places in Christ, when we're walking in those by faith day by day, we're experiencing the prosperity and the blessing of God. That doesn't mean to say we won't ever have a trial or a tribulation or get the flu or, or, or have the tummy buck. But God wants to prosper us through all the trials, through all we go through in life. He wants to prosper you in your field. The Bible speaks of riches. It says, the blessing of the Lord, it makes one rich. David in uh, Psalm 23 said, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. God prospered him in his soul. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He didn't say me he made me to lie down in a parched and barren land. He said he makes me to lie down in green pastures. That's good. I enjoy green pastures in God, in Christ. I enjoy green pastures in Him. I enjoy a cup that's full and running over. There's just something about it, and I enjoy coming along here with the saints and praising and worshiping God and letting there be a flow from our innermost being welling up that well of living water, and, and, and God inhabits the praises of his people. Praise God, I just love it. It's so satisfying when Jesus is the center, when Jesus is the center, and he's our joy, and he's our rejoicing. Who made King Solomon rich? God prospered him, he asked for wisdom, and God wanted to give him everything else. And I tell you what, God wants to do that for us as well. Um, quite a few years ago, when I've spoken of this often, when we uh, started here at Excite, God put on my heart that verse in uh, Matthew uh, 6, verse 33, seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And uh, so I learned to trust in the Lord. I felt he was saying, you entrust your business to me and, and you just look after the things that I give you to look after. So I did until God told me years later to then grow my business. But when I did that, the five to 10 hours a week I did on my, bees, uh, on my business became more prosperous than the 40 hours I was doing. And God prospered. When we hear His voice, He didn't, wanna, he didn't want us to be in poverty. He wants to bless us in life. He wants to prosper us. Now, that verse is a, has a key. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. See, it's not my righteousness. It's His righteousness. And then all these things will be added unto you. Seek you first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. God wants to prosper you, my brother and sister. He, want, he has so much more for your life than what you're experiencing right now. Jackie's come back from Israel, all enthusiastic and excited about just seeing the glory of God in that land and what she's experiencing, God communing with her. It's a wonderful thing. As we walk through life, it's so blessed. Everything we see, we've been down to Queenstown and you just see the glory of God in everything. We see the glory. I see the glory of God when I walk in the door here, and you see people rejoicing in the Lord. You see His glory shining out on people's faces. But then I was down Queenstown. I'm looking at the hills and the mountains. Man, are they high! We went up the um, Dart River on the um, on the jet boats, and one of the guys pointed out a high mountain, and he says a high hill, mountain right beside us. He said that's 2.3 kilometres high. Can you imagine driving down the road for 2.3 kilometres? The vastness and the glory of God's creation declares His glory. And how vast, how great, how powerful and mighty our God is. And when I looked at the hills, that verse came to me from the Psalms. I will lift my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made the heaven and the earth. And I was encouraged in my soul, in my spirit, because of the glory of God. I'm encouraged when I come here among you uh, people of God. Brothers and sisters in Christ, rejoicing in the Lord, growing in him, prospering in God. Sometimes it seems like God is shaking everything around us. We've all been through those times in life. God's shaking everything around us and we're wondering why is it all shaking? And God is shaking the things around us so that the things that cannot be shaken might remain. God will shake the things that can be shaken so that you might hold on to Him, so you might trust in Him, so that you might learn to walk with Him. He wants to prosper you in your spirit. He wants to prosper you in your soul. He wants to prosper you in your body and in your health. He wants to prosper you in your field. God is for us. If God is for us, who can be against us? Now, there were blessings promised in the Old Testament in Deuteronomy 28, verse 1. If you want to read verse 1 and 2 there, if you've got a Bible, Deuteronomy To the children of Israel there, it says, um, and it came to pass, well, reading in verse 2, 1 and 2, verse 1, and it came to pass, God speaking to his people there, he says, If you shall hearken or listen diligently to the voice of the Lord your God to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command you this day, that the Lord your God will set you on high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come on you and overtake you. In other words, pursue you, hunt you down. All these blessings will come on you. Wouldn't that be good, having all those blessings? If you shall listen unto the Lord, the voice of the Lord your God. If we listen to his word, if we walk with him, these blessings. Now, that was under law. And, of course, the children of Israel failed dismally. And at times, if we're trying to keep the law, it's all about self, and we'll fail dismally as well. But the second that you receive Jesus Christ as Lord of your life, you obey the law. You are a believer in Christ because in Him the law is fulfilled. The law is magnified, it's fulfilled in our Lord Jesus Christ. And so, blessings, we don't need to, what's the word for it, pass an exam. Get accredited, whatever, to be be worthy of these blessings. Get our walk straight. Get it right before God's favor be towards us. No, no, we need to look to Jesus. Receive him. It's his righteousness that we receive. Praise God. His righteousness. It's uh, his stripes. By his stripes we're healed. And what was the other one? It's His life in us, eternal life, not our own life. His life, His righteousness, His stripes. By His stripes we have been healed. Praise God. So be encouraged today. God wants you to prosper in all areas of your life, and God is for you, and we can walk out with our heads held high. We can praise and enjoy the freedom and the liberty that God has given us in Christ be set free knowing and having full confidence and knowing well that our God, our dad is for us and if God be for us, who can be against us? God is so dominant when we look at those hills and see the greatness of our God. He is so big, he is so powerful, he is so mighty. When we look and see his love, we look back to the cross, we see his love displayed, the glory of God shining out in his son, we're comforted and we delight in him and we trust in him. So be encouraged, my brother and sister. You might be born again, but God wants to not only prosper you in your spirit, he wants to prosper you in your soul. Day by day, walking hand in hand with him. He wants to prosper you in your body. He wants to prosper you in your field. Let's stand and sing.